When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders, that's big time here in Phoenix, are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. Yep, that's right. Up to $10,000 in total prizes are up for grab each day. The best part, it is completely free to play. The DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from what team will hit the most three-pointers to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get free your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Tim Kitzer here, the voice of NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. Welcome to the Solar Panel. Tonight's matchup, Espo versus the Silver Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Boomer Shakalaka. Ahoy, ahoy. Game four of the NBA Finals goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. Despite an unbelievable effort by Devin Booker, 42 points, 28 shots, ultra-efficiency, doing everything that he can to will his team to victory, he could not ultimately overcome the mistakes of Chris Paul. In a game that appeared to be one of the worst games that Chris Paul has played as a member of the Phoenix Suns, he had five turnovers, 10 points, and in the crunch time, something I wrote about on Brightside today, I said if we can get this team, the Milwaukee Bucks, to those clutch time minutes, we have the advantage. Well, unfortunately, we didn't have the advantage tonight. Suns lose. The series is now tied to a piece as it head back, back to Phoenix. Welcome, everybody, to the Suns Jam Session and the Solar Panel Podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Matthew. Uh, I, I'd ask how you're feeling, but, you know, I think we're all a little pissed off. We're a little upset, you know? Yeah, absolutely, John. I mean, we're, we're upset. I was The first thing I wanted to do was come on here and do the choke sign. Like, eh, Chris Paul, who am I? But, you know, as much as I miss being choked all the time i just i can't do that to the guy right now because i'd feel bad later so fucking terrible loss man yes. what do you think huh uh, buddy ab- absolutely terrible espo bringing you in how you feeling what you thinking how how mad is twitter at you everything you want is on the other side of hard this is the nba finals this wasn't supposed to be a cakewalk you know what both teams did exactly what they were supposed to they won at home the Suns now have to come back, back to Phoenix, back to that loud crowd, and win at home like they're supposed to, and then set themselves up for two chances to win a title. Anybody saying the refs were the reason they lost can stop it. This was not the refs. And the refs kept Devin Booker in the last three minutes of that game by making a no call that was damn obvious a foul. And I think even Devin Booker knew he fouled him on purpose and was shocked that he didn't get called out, right? I I am not happy, but this is exactly what both teams were supposed to do. So if you want to prove you're champions, you want to prove you have what it takes, and you want to prove that everything this year, you learned lessons and it led you to this point, go home and win. 
go two and one in your last three games this season, or two and zero in the next two, and bring the title home. Prove that you've deserved this. That's all you have to do. Bring it in, Saul. Well, um, I could I could go with the refs. I could go with the refs and say that they were awful, but they were awful for both sides, like mm-hmm. flat out. They were terrible. They were just awful. But I don't feel like at the end of the day they were the ultimate difference. The ultimate difference was is I don't know from the from the jump. I felt like the Suns were playing well, but just a little too sloppy for my liking. And and when you look at the the end result. CP3 definitely, uh, in my opinion, probably his worst game of the season. Uh, and and for all those people that were riding Devin Booker in his 10 points last game, uh, CP3 deserves just as much this game because he was awful. I mean, awful. And, hey, you have those games. But crunch time, under a minute left to go, you're in the game, and you turn the ball over like that, that's, that's just something you're not accustomed to seeing CP3 do. Um, but, again, 17 turnovers. To the Bucks five, mm-hmm. like I just you know you can go down the list. Is uh, there's a there's a, a a myriad of of opportunities to to lay blame here, and we'll get into it. But um, I'm just disappointed that the Suns and typically the Suns find a way in these situations. They have all playoff um, this time. They couldn't get it done. But again, to Espo's point, I don't know what the hell everybody else was thinking, but this shit wasn't going to be a sweep. And the fact that we were sitting there chanting sons and four, sons and four didn't mean a damn thing to me because I knew the Bucks were going to come out and play good. And they did. And they took oh. care of business. And, and, now, and, they're coming back, and, now, and now they're coming back home with an opportunity to swing the, the fence in the other way. And I think they will. But, hey, it, it's a tough pill to swallow when it's that close. And guess what, guys? I just want to say this. For the first time, maybe the, maybe perhaps when we were down 2-1 to the Lakers, we were feeling a little bit like this. For the first time, I feel like we feel vulnerable right now. Like, mm-hmm. oh, crap, maybe this won't go our way. You know what I mean? But that's a good thing. That makes these games way more exciting than just the sure thing. You know, this wasn't a coronation by any means. And any everybody was feeling that way before this series started. And, it's, and, and, and I just want to say, don't panic. It's going to be all right. Yeah, well, you're talking to Suns mm. fans. The panic's already started. But that <laughs> part of the problem is the fact that, let's be honest, we pretty much as fans got happy on the damn farm. We People thought, 2-0, here we go again. This is going to be an easy ride. It's not. Tonight, it, this series officially became an NBA Finals. This game was the game everybody was waiting for. The heavyweight bout back and forth, a knockout, drag out, big time plays on both sides. The Suns didn't come out on the winning end tonight. They're going to come home, and they've pulled it out at home all year. This crowd, the Suns need you, the crowd, more than ever on Saturday night to go out there and be a difference maker, very much like the Bucks rode that crowd in the fourth quarter. Get out there, support this team, be loud, have them win at home. That's hey, what you, it's going to take. If you're going to throw in the towel right now and say, oh, this is all over, then you can go F the hell off, period. Yeah. You're not enjoy, a Suns fan. Enjoy jumping off oh, the You're not even close to a oh, Suns fan. Well, I guess, if, if that's, I guess if that's Suns, Suns fans can just be Suns fans. If, if let, gonna, let them if, do the Suns and If you're going to jump off fun. the bandwagon right now when it's 2-2 in the NBA Finals, then you can F all the way off because I don't care. So, so this yeah. is this is going to be really awkward. Oh. I'm just kidding. I didn't uh, we thought John was ready oh, to jump man. off the band. No, seriously. No, I think that there's a lot of you know things that we'll discuss here momentarily, but there, there's a lot of frustrations that we're feeling right now uh, due to a lack of execution. But if you think about it, there's a lot of positives to take away from this as well, that this is a team that didn't play near its potential again and was in it in the last minute and you know, moving forward, they can take solace in that and they can and they can uh, improve upon that. This is still, I, I still believe it, 100%. The Suns are the better team in this series. We're a better team. The Bucks might have the better player in Giannis, but we have a better team. And I've been talking about it, that Chris Middleton will have his game. He does every series. He gets one of those 40 burgers. And it happened to be tonight. And it happened in the crunch time with the crowd behind him. So there's... Uh, you know, there's that, and and there's, there's plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session and the Suns Solar Panel. So if you are watching along live, we appreciate you coming here for the 
the sun's therapy session make sure that you hit the thumbs up button in the chat you subscribe if you're listening on the bright side of the sun podcast network please subscribe rate and review uh i've already cracked open my beer so no chug crack with the one i'll crack i'll crack thank one you matthew you'd really line and all all right all right let's That'd talk about this game baby So 109-103, the Milwaukee Bucks win, scoring 33 points to the Phoenix Suns, 21 points in the fourth quarter, tying the series at 2-2. And I got to admit, it was really interesting watching uh, a Milwaukee Bucks home broadcast. I've never really experienced one before. <laughs> uh, watching Jalen Rose sing or you know chant with the crowd beforehand, you know Bucks in six, and seeing it just you know kind of through their eyes and really walking through who they are as an organization, all the great things that they're doing in their community and how great Giannis is. It was really like, I just hadn't experienced that. And they're like, oh, and by the way, uh, Devin Booker didn't play too well in the last game. Um, but of course, I'm going to bag on the ESPN broadcast because I've been doing it the entire playoff series. Matthew, did you catch any of that? Or am I just no, completely no, off no, 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 I'm, I'm a grown man now. I don't give a shit what ESPN does or talks about. It's all a show, John. They're trying to put on a show. They're trying to feed the crowd, get them into it. So I don't believe anything that they say. Even if Skip Bayless says Suns are going to win in five, Suns are going to win in seven, I don't care what he says. I'm just here to watch the games. I watch the halftime. I have it on on mute. I don't even care what they're saying on there. Um, so it doesn't bother me, man. Grown man right here. Breaking news. Matthew Lissy, grown man. Back to you, John. <laughs> yeah, I get Yeah, never mind. I'll leave this it there. just in. <laughs> <laughs> Look, ESPN can say whatever they want. You know, they're I, to Matthew's right. It's all it's all a show. They'll play it up to the crowd, the home crowd in Phoenix when they're back here. But you know what? Saturday. The home the home crowd should boo that broadcast the entire time they're on the air. Go for it, Suns fans. Do it. Fuck them. Who, who cares? You want to boo somebody? Boo the Bucks. Boo Chris Middleton boo every everybody. time he the ball. You can't well, spell yo, Booker without boo. This is this is what I'll say about the Bucks. Um and this is the only thing that I will say uh, about the refs and how – listen, across the board on Twitter, whether you were a Bucks fan or a Suns fan or uh, uh, someone that didn't really care who won the series, right, I, I saw tweet after tweet about, my God, these refs are so inconsistent. They're so inconsistent. Drew Holiday is just murdering dudes after every screen, grabbing, pulling, pushing – not one call until like maybe the end of the third quarter. He finally got a call on him. And I'm like, dude, this is BS. He's the most physical guard in the league. The fact that he didn't pull one foul until the third quarter is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And because of that, because of that physicality, it, it, it wears people down. And Chris Paul is, he looks a little worn down. He looks like something's going on with his hands again, but you know, I, but I know Espo was joking. You know, we're going to find out he has two broken hands uh, <laughs> after the series is over. But listen, he had a bad ligament in his in his arm uh, heading into Game Six against the Clippers, and he freaking dropped a forty burger or a thirty burger, or something like that. So I, I'm not going to use that as an excuse. He was just really bad tonight, and that's that. Look, but well, what they need to do is they need to sell those fouls, uh, you know, on Holiday. What what Jay Crowder did effectively tonight was he sold it when there was contact. He made it clear there was contact, and he made it where you couldn't not call a foul. Start selling it on, on Drew Holiday. And usually Chris Paul is a master at that, and it hasn't happened this series. We haven't seen Chris Paul pulling the strings on the defenders like we have all playoffs. Look, if you're going to jump off the bandwagon, if you're going to say bench Chris Paul, Chris Paul's trash like we're seeing in the chat, Enjoy your broken ankles. You know, the, the, you're not needed here at this point. You know, I, I, and no disrespect, but that, that's just ridiculous. Let's keep some perspective. Yeah, he played poorly tonight. Was he a big reason they lost? Hell yes. But he's still a big reason that they're here, and you can't wipe that out because of one ridiculous game. Well, and I think, you know, again, going back to the physicality that the Bucks play with, 
I I did a retweet from game six of the Western Conference Finals where it felt like, again, one team was being rewarded for playing physical and having that type of physicality, and the other team was being penalized for it. And see, Giannis, too. Giannis does a lot of high-moving screens where he mm -hmm. leans into guys, mm -hmm. and they don't call at all. There was a couple plays where the teams were trying to fight through the screen, and he's moving with them as, as they're fighting through the screen, and there's no calls there. And again, you know, you're not going to put this entire game on the referees. You can't. But we can all notice bad officiating. Tesla's point earlier, Chris Paul, or I'm, I'm sorry, Devin Booker fouled out. And then he called, he fouled out like twice. Yeah. The Chris Middleton play that really sealed the game, that was another foul that they've been calling the entire series. And they didn't call that. And it was funny how during the broadcast, they were mentioning one of the referees, Courtney, I forget his last name. They're like, it's his first game ever doing an NBA Finals. Good for him. And he's just blowing call after call. Yeah, You know, there was the trap play at the end of the game where the Suns were purposely trying to trap to get Giannis to have the yep. ball. They yep. foul him, yep. and they just called the foul. I mean, it's the inexperience of some of these referees were detrimental, but again, not the sole reason the Suns lost. It's a factor, but it is not the sole reason. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, the other thing is uh, Giannis – he wasn't he wasn't you know otherworldly like he was the last two games uh you know he he played well but you know i was listening to kendrick perkins before the game and and i felt like what he was saying was coming to fruition he's like Giannis is great but when the game is on the line if it's a back and forth game like it was the last 4 minutes of the fourth quarter you can't rely on him to get you a bucket because they're not going to yeah. give him those calls near the basket that's why they're going to go to middleton and sure as shit that's exactly what they did. They had to go to Middleton because he's the only one. He's the automatic bucket getter in the fourth quarter for them. Uh, Giannis couldn't do it. But the thing that Giannis did do, he did a couple things that, you know, intangible-wise, you know, made a big difference, like the block on DA on the alley-oop. That was a huge, huge play. Defensively, uh, he kept them in the ball game. But offensively, you know, you can't rely on him. And, and you thought that you thought the Suns were going to take advantage of it. If you had told me that Devin Booker had 42 points tonight, I had told you that the Suns were going to win by 20. Uh, but the but everybody else didn't step up. Well, look, no, if it, you want to be I'm mad right. that they that they blew the game, yes, I'm mad at that too. They should have won this game. They should have. And and one area that I think we can question, and we can wonder if it was the right move was to sit Booker for that long. I understand you wanted there, him there in the end, but if you blow that open when you're up nine, you may not need him at the end. And you take him out when he's in such an offensive rhythm, I just wonder if maybe that was a he kept him out too long. If that was too much of a mistake and too much of the momentum had escaped by the time he brought him there, back. There's in. a part of me that feels like maybe Monty doesn't trust Booker with five fouls, and, and let's be honest – Rightfully so, mm -hmm. just one like 30 seconds into that, and he fouls. I mean, he does foul Middleton or Drew Holiday, I forgot who was going up for that layup. I mean, he would have fouled out. So, you know, leaving him in for five extra minutes. I understand your point. I definitely do. But, you know, hindsight's 2020 on this, and you're like, okay, well, you, I, I don't know. I'm not I, saying, I, no, I'm Matthew, not saying, talk to don't me. take him out. At no, all. you're fine. Good, Go ahead, dude. Matthew. I'm just, no, you're fine, dude. Um, I was just going to say, it's crazy that we're still talking about in the playoffs and the finals how officiating is just so unreliable still. And whether or not it costs the Suns a game, I don't really give a shit because I've never been the ref guy to get on the rest. But I was texting during the game like, hey, that fifth foul in book should not have been called. They kind of cost the Suns that momentum. The book that he had, that momentum going into the fourth quarter. And it's kind of like the Aiton thing that happened last game. But the same thing that happened last game with like the little mistakes, like Chris Paul was making those little mistakes where the Suns would kind of go on a little run and then just like a little turnover, just a bad pass. It's like, what the F are you doing? It started in the first quarter again tonight. And I was like, this has to stop, right? And it wasn't just Chris Paul. It was everybody. It was like these turnovers are just self-inflicted. They're not even anything that the Bucks are doing. When the Bucks got the ball, they're like, what? A fast break? Oh, thank you for the ball. Like, they didn't even do shit to get that ball. The Suns yeah. are just throwing it to them, and that's the worst part about this. And I didn't even know it was 17 turnovers I got on this podcast, and that is just unreal because you can't really blame anything else but that. That yeah. and offensive rebounds. You can't overcome uh, yeah. turnovers and offensive rebounds. You're just giving up points in that situation. And if you look at the last two games combined, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know what? He's not here, but I'm going to do one. Hey, stop me. 
John, you stat us. You stat us good. <laughs> That's a good stat right there. Uh, it's the Milwaukee Bucks have outscored the Suns on fast break, thirty-one to six, and tonight it was a total of fifteen to zero. And to Matthew's point, it was a lot of those Chris Paul getting himself stuck, throwing the ball to. There was one play where he just threw it right to Middleton. Middleton oh shit! Thanks. And just, you know, that's how the game ended, essentially, was on that play where we're down two points. Chris Paul's driving. He just loses the ball, leads to another fast break. And you can't have these self-inflicted possessions, especially on the road in the NBA Finals. You know, this is a team that is notorious this season for taking care of the ball. It's what it's one of their hallmarks. It's a team that, you know, they they shoot decent from from three, but their their uh, personality, the the. Uh, definition of this team is defense and taking care of the ball. You know, it's like a football team. You just want to run the ball and play defense. That's how you win championships. And all of a sudden, these last three games, Chris Paul just can't hold the ball. And I get it. Something's wrong with that left hand. He's got no left hand in this series because every time he goes there, it's it's kind of he he's feeling it and he doesn't know where the ball is. He doesn't and he can't he doesn't have the power to dribble it back to his right hand effectively. And you're seeing the result of that. And yes. Anybody who thinks that Chris Paul needs to be benched, like, get the fuck out of this chat room. Get off this podcast. <laughs> disconnect. Go listen to Bill Simmons because he's probably all over Giannis. Him and, I, probably, got- I, I put down the recap. <laughs> in the yeah. first half, I was like, this offense looks better with Cameron Payne in it, even though he didn't do much. But the way Chris Paul was playing early, it's like, sorry, dude. I just I want to get kind of a good Can lead Can we kick Lissy off? He just basically <laughs> suggested what we're telling. Don't read the recap. Don't read the recap. Just don't read Come the recap on, on brightsideofthesun.com. A lot of misspelled words and uh, not so much hate. It was just a little bit. Look, if, all right. if Chris Paul, if that's the case, if his left hand is the problem, he's good enough to try to avoid going to it. Be smarter about it. Don't try to do all the fancy stuff that you do at a hundred percent, because that's where the trouble came in when he tried to get cute, you know, figure, figure out how you can have an impact in a game. If, even if you're injured or if you're that hurt that you can't figure it out, then you ask out, but that's, it's up to him to figure out how he can have a positive impact on this team the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. The, the the Bucks are making the Suns work for every shot that they yes. get. And I think that goes back to your point, John, about the fast break points. You know, they're getting easy buckets, you know, every now and then, which is a nice little reprieve from having to battle for 24 seconds to try and get a good shot, right? Uh, the Suns are not fortunate like that right now. They're not getting easy buckets. They're not getting a lot of easy opportunities. Devin Booker, even, even the, the shots Devin Booker was making, some of those were just, just incredibly ridiculous. difficult shots. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I mean, you gotta give them credit that they're, they're a good defensive team. They have always been a good defensive team. It's just people are, have have for whatever reason uh, undervalued their effort. And you know what they needed was to go back home, hear that crowd, get a little energy, um, and and feel confident in themselves. And so now we're all back to where we started. It's a three game series, best of two, uh, first one to two wins, and the Suns have the home court advantage still. And we can't forget that. Two out of three wins the championship. So if if you're going to the game, you better be loud. Uh, and going back to Lissy's point about Chris Paul, I will say this. That is the most frustrating part. It's one thing to go up for a shot and maybe get it blocked, and that leads to a turnover cool, or the ball swatted out of your hand, fine. But there was some 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 turnovers that were just straight giving it to the Bucs, uh, you know, either straight out of bounds or just in the middle of the key, not even close to a player like – He's got to be better. He's just got to be better. So question, and I was thinking about this as I was watching a couple possessions. Do you think that it would be uh, a good idea, a good strategy to have some of the forwards maybe bring the ball up from time to time? Because Chris Cameron Paul's Johnson? getting – Yeah, have Cameron Johnson, has who Matthew loves, <laughs> Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, because Chris Paul's getting hounded three-quarters of the court the whole way down by Drew Holiday. As we've mentioned, he's, he's pushing him. He's doing everything he can. And and again, I don't know how this guy, I mean, how many fouls did Drew Holiday end up with in this game? One, something like that. I mean, it was, he, he could have, yeah, yeah, maybe it was two. one, he, it was one personal foul, one personal foul. Yeah. I mean, he should have had four. I mean, for some of the things that Devin Booker was getting called for early, he should have had the same, but that being said, you can negate some of that physicality. If you just have Jay Crowder bring the ball up instead of having Jay run that screen to take Drew off of him, have him dribble up half uh, past half court. Cause you're not going to start the possession any, uh, later than you already do. Chris Paul doesn't get the ball over until like it's nearly 16. So do you think that would be an effective strategy to try, try to negate some of the physicality that's constantly coming from Drew 
Holiday and, and uh, P.J. Tucker? I think I'd go the other way. I think I'd play book, CP3, and campaign at certain stints. Have three guys that can can be the primary ball handler. Have three guys that can, can run the offense uh, and, and make it tougher for them to put that pressure and, and just assume you're going to muck everything up because at some point – one of those guys is going to find the mismatch, going to get the mid-range shot, going to get to the hoop. Uh, I might go more that direction because I, I just I don't want to see where Cam Johnson or uh, you know or any of the forwards or the guys that are turning it over because we're now putting them in the position to be the ball handler coming up the court. That that just that just worries me and 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 it feels potentially desperate. And going into a game five in the NBA finals. You know, it, it, like I said, from the from the beginning, it just wasn't a clean game. There were so many small little things that I felt like were easily avoidable that the Suns made errors on. Like Pat Connaughton offensive rebound right in front of DA for a, yeah. for a putback. Like those are crucial plays when you're talking about every little point make possibly making a difference. And when when the game is tied with less than a minute left to go. Those plays are crucial, and the Suns just could not get those plays on their side tonight. Um, and, again, like Monty talks about the little things. Monty talks about making sure that you're playing hard and you're giving a full effort. And I feel like to some degree, maybe because of what's happened here in the recent past, especially in the playoffs, it's like you have recency bias and you remember being in that position. You're like, we've always come through before. Why wouldn't we now? But you forgot what got you to that point. And now the Suns are finding out like, oh, yeah, we, we got to clean this up. Otherwise, we're going to be looking at the wrong side of this. And I, I believe they will. Cam Johnson. I was just going to say, I was going to talk about Cam Johnson, too. I was just going to say. <laughs> well, good. You start, I'll throw in after. Go ahead. He, uh, he didn't get the rebounds. But what he does, and I love it, is he finds a body and puts himself on him to like just to – be some sort sort of force in there because absolutely you need that. And honestly, none of the Suns players do that. They just look at the rim. DA, of course, can't do everything. And it sucks to say, but I feel like kind of like it's like maybe we need a little bit more energy out of him a little bit. But other than that, Cameron Johnson's the only guy out there really trying to put himself on a body to like I try to tip it out, try to get it to one of his guys. Even if he doesn't get the rebound, just make an effort. There just wasn't an effort from all the other guys. Cam Johnson was four of six. Looked very good offensively. He should have had more shots in this game. When you had to put Book on the bench, you should have tried to find ways to get him looks more so than they did. Uh, I that's that's what I find frustrating is they don't do a great job of finding the hot hand at times, unless yeah. that hot hand is Devin Booker, and yeah. that's just because they're looking for him constantly anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I'll go to this, you know, cause I, I'm seeing a lot of DA chat um, in the, in the, in the comments right well, now. Well, on, on uh, and that note. Watch 2021. I'm sorry, but anytime somebody pay, plays 39 minutes, it only gets nine shots. That's a, that's a problem. And I was watching DA tonight and yes, he missed some bunnies and some shots that I think he, he should have made. But when you get one shot, like every eight minutes, there's no way you're getting into a flow. Defensively, he was fine because he was he knows what he's doing on the defensive end. He gets into a rhythm. He was able to secure rebounds. You know, like he was fine on the defensive end. I thought he played Giannis very well tonight without getting in foul trouble. And we all thought that, that was going to be the big key. And and it, and it was to keep them in this game because nobody else was really helping Devin Booker. But on the offensive side, again, we went through these spells when Devin wasn't getting the ball or if Devin was on the bench where we just completely act like De DeAndre Aiden doesn't exist. And they were struggling to get a bucket. They were struggling to get a bucket. I just want to see once or twice getting my man the ball down low just to get an easy bucket or at least an attempt. If he goes three for 12, then he goes three for 12. It's no damn different than everybody else on the team. <laughs> yeah, and if I see one more time where it's Connaughton or, or Holiday on him down low and they don't get him the freaking ball – I'm going to rip my television off the wall because it's ridiculous. Like the, if he, if there's a mouse in the house, get him the damn ball. 
to Sal's point, if he misses, he misses. But get it to him. It's the right basketball play to make. But at the same time, if they're trying to get him the ball down there and he has Connaughton or Holiday on him and the defense collapses, now he turns into a great passer, which he's good at it as well. I don't know why they don't run anything for this guy. And I put a tweet out there, and I can't wait for the day where he's 22 feet away from the basket. They, he has the ball. He turns around. He realizes nobody's on him, and he just attacks like Giannis does. Because right now he turns around. He's like, oh, shit, I'm by myself. Okay, let me wait for a screen handoff. And that's his entire offensive game right now. And he's relying on those offensive rebounds in an effort to try to make some offense and score some points. The Suns, for some reason, don't run any offense for him. If it's any high screen and rolls, it's the guard keeps the ball the whole time or they kick it to a three-point shooter. They're not actively trying to get it to him. The only time they actively tried to get it to him in this game is the very end when Giannis blocked the shot on an amazing play by Giannis that we're going to have to watch 30 fucking times now until game yeah. five comes along on Saturday. <laughs> I still think that may have been the wrong play by Booker. Yeah, you're, he had the basket. I was so yeah. shocked by that. I actually you're, was the alley oop out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you're you're uh, as hot uh, as you are. Take the shot yeah. that close. But honestly, I'm actually exactly. kind of opposite with this. So with Da, really quick, just he he seemed like he had. And John's right; they're not calling plays for him, but he has the mismatches. And to me, when I'm watching it, he's a guy out there that looks like he lost his wallet trying to find it in the key. Like he just he runs away from the play. But then I'll, I know, but I think that's just him not being involved in the office, not calling the play. They're calling him off to do something else. And it just doesn't make sense because they're, his position is there clearing, though. They're clearing his side. They're clearing his side. You'll see DA post up and then Paul will come around the other side and then DA will have to clear out so they can give yeah. some more room on the right side. That's what yeah. they're doing every single time instead of just yeah. posting him up. And there was times, there was at least six times where DA had good solid post position and they were trying to figure out how to get him the ball. Couldn't give him the ball screwed it all up and they just ended up going to Devin Booker who bailed them out most of the time. But like, again, it's, it's a little bit of both. I will agree with you. Let's see. There's a little bit of both. Like he's got a, but, but unless you're seeing DA physically out there slapping his hands, telling them, give me the ball. Yeah. Like you're yeah. always going to think he's playing soft or you're always going to think that he's not playing as aggressive as he is because he's not that dude. He's not going to do that. He's not going to show up his teammates. Yeah. Well, John, to your point, when he turns and there's nobody on him when he's when he's up at the three-point line, I want him to shoot one of those. Because if he makes it, that's going to change the defense on him, right? Absolutely. It's going to, going to at least make them think we can't just leave him open on an island there. He's not just going to turn and do the handoff. He's not going to stand there until somebody gets the ball. Something offensively. Shoot that three, drive a little bit. Anything I think would change the dynamic offensively in, in that situation. There were two or three times, in particular in the first half, where he did that, uh, and and that seems to be something that that is just missing right now in that offense in that game. And maybe that's an evolution that happens over the next year with Da. But right now, it would be helpful. But something Monty Williams said at halftime. They showed that clip of him talking to the team. And he said, we talked about it all week. They're outworking us. And that was at halftime. And it held true in the second half, too. The Bucs, if it got those 50-50 balls, they made things happen for themselves on, on the glass and, and causing turnovers. The Suns need to get back to being the aggressors in this series. They need to force uh, some of that action for themselves. And hopefully the home cooking makes us a little bit easier. When you look at the boards tonight, the Suns out-rebounded the uh, the Bucks on the defensive glass 35 to 31. But on the offensive glass it was 17 to 5. Like I didn't know that I would miss Dario as much as I do, but you know, I feel like <laughs> having him in there for just a few more minutes would be uh, 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 just it would have helped. But the Suns don't do a good job of crashing the offensive boards and they're losing in transition as well. So it's kind of this conundrum we're stuck in where you're you're allowing Drew Holiday and uh Pat Connington and these you know these little guys to get in there and get those offensive rebounds. I mean, uh Pat yep. Connington had three offensive boards tonight and nine Seven, rebounds. 17 to 5 on offensive uh, boards and 17 to 5 in turnovers. Yes, interesting. Dude, that's, that's 24 extra possessions right there. Yes. And look at the overall shots that were taken 
by the Bucks in an effort to beat the Suns, they shot the ball they 97 times. The Suns shot the ball 78 times. There you go. So we there shot 51% from the field, but because of our mistakes and our lack of hustle on the offensive glass or our defensive glass, we gave up a win. And that's, you know, again, take this as a negative in this context, but you look forward and those are things that you can shore up. Taking care of the ball on stupid turnovers, like Matthew said, these aren't turnovers that were caused because the length of the defense, because, you know, we would throw the ball and, you know, Giannis is just so long, he kept picking the ball 20 times. No, there were some dumb turnovers. And if you focus on those offensive boards and say, hey, we crashed the glass because the Suns could not get a 50-50 ball to save their life tonight. It seems like every time they do try to class, crash the glass, they're hitting the ball up, and then the Bucks are the ones who are grabbing it down. And those are the balls in the Clippers series, the Nuggets series, the Lakers series. Those are the things that we we grasped and we held on to and equated to our victories. And it's not happening for us in these past two games in Milwaukee, but it's definitely something that we've shown an affinity for executing. And I think that moving forward, we can do so. And that you know, so therefore, it is a positive. It just again, we didn't do it tonight. Another uh, another stat. Um, you know, we we all kind of, you know, we were all kind of, you know, excited about the ball movement in game two, you know, especially on that one possession where it seemed like 5,000 people touched the ball before DeAndre Ayton got a, uh, an and one at the end. Um, that's been kind of missing the last couple of games. This game, 18 assists on 40 makes, whereas uh, Milwaukee had 22 makes on 39. Um, but typically the Suns, are a little bit more than 50% of their made shots on assists. You know, they're there. If they had 40 shots, they'd at least have 20, 20 uh, assists, if not 25 to 30. Like they've been one of the best passing teams in the league. Um, and this, this game, not so much. Well, when Chris Paul's playing with casts on both of his hands, that's what oh, happens. Jesus. It's good. That's it's going to slowly build. Do Chris Paul lost both of his hands? Yeah, uh, and it was playing without hands in this game. Like, look, that that's the problem. Chris Paul is the engine that leads to those assists. If he's not playing that way, they don't share the ball the same way. And this turned into a lot of hero ball from Devin Booker. It just wasn't anything that anybody was mad at because he was making everything right. That's why there weren't as many assists because it was fine. Devin Devin's going to dribble. Devin's going to pull up over two guys and make a crazy shot. And I'm fine with that when, when he's making them like that, but that stretch that he was out because of the fifth foul, they could not overcome that because they had no flow offensively at that point. The, the best play that happened uh, and actually, that was when Devin Booker had just come back in, was that play that they ran for Cam Johnson in the corner where he came off two screens on an inbound. Like, that, that was the smoothest part of, of their offense in the fourth that didn't involve Devin. So, uh, look, uh, breaking news, though, uh, guys. DraftKings free-to-play pools are keeping it cool all summer long. Choose from a wide variety of free contests to enter the pool and answer a handful of questions. Make a picks for free and grab your share of $10,000. That'll make you feel a little bit better. Who, who cares about a loss if you can win? Ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that'll give me one lives. ticket at uh, at game five. Yes, uh, actually, all that shifts to game seven. Now those are ten thousand dollars, <laughs> even though we don't know if there'll be one. Uh, dive into the, a DraftKings pool today. Entering one of DraftKings free to play pools is simple. Just download the DraftKings app, head to the pool pages, select from one of the DraftKings contests, ranging from uh, evening sporting events to Wacky Weather Wednesdays. We had another one of those today, guys. It rained here. Who would have guessed? Then make your picks. Watch the, the action unfold. <laughs> Entries with the most correct answers will be deemed the winner. Again, that is how winning works. Don't you forget that. Uh, now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app. Sign up. Use the code DRYHEAT. All players will have a, sh a free shot at grabbing $10,000 if you use that code DRYHEAT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Sorry, guys. Can I, can I, I say think I did one, that in record time. Can, can I say one thing real quick? Yes. Um, if I'd have told you, and I know this is this is going to be complete cheesy optimism, but if I'd have told you back in November or December <laughs> that we would be in the NBA Finals with a two-two tie, coming back home with home court advantage. You'd have taken it all day, every day. There you go. And See, here and, we are. Yep. Yeah. I, like I gotta be. I gotta be honest too. At work today, I did tell people, and I can have them come forward. I'm like, 
the Suns are going to win this series, whether or not they lose tonight or win tonight. It does suck, but they're going to win this series. And if even if it's seven, that's how it happens sometimes. Sometimes it takes seven games. And that's the way I felt today. It does suck during the time when they're actually just turning the ball over all that crap and losing the game themselves. But it's it might be a seven-game series. So just get ready well, for it. And to Saul's point, like look at local Arizona sports 98.7 FM. None of them expected us to be here. They're all on vacation. Because <laughs> July is always the time where nobody, there's nothing going on. Yeah. And, you know, I was listening to, I was listening to uh, Dave Burns today and he was just like, I got to tell my family, like, wait to go to San Diego because this, I want to be here for this moment. And we all want to, this is typically the time where Matthew and I are sitting here breaking down uh, draft prospects on our podcast. So the fact that we're talking about a two, two tie in the NBA finals, you know, again, I, am I frustrated with this loss? Absolutely. How can you not be? It was right there for the picking. It was right there. We had it. Devin Booker did everything he could to will this team to a victory. But at the same time, when you take a step back, when you recover from your hangover tomorrow, and you wake up and you wipe the dirt out of your eyes and some of the sweat because you fell asleep outside because you were drinking too much tonight, <laughs> you'll remember that it's 2-2, okay? And it's raining on you because monsoons now happen at 8 in the morning, not 7 at night, you know, because everything's fucking backwards in Arizona. You're sleeping now. on the farm, John? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not I, Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm not happy on the farm. I passed out there last night. And, uh, you know, it's going to be okay. And I think that, again, we're coming home. We have home court advantage. Like Monty Williams said in the bubble last year, you fight so hard so you have that home court advantage. And guess what? We have that. We have the best damn fans in the entire NBA. And I think that they're going to show up and show out and boo. And just remember to boo ESPN every chance you can. Uh, boo Jalen Rose, Bill Simmons, good buddy Jalen Rose, who's who's chanting Bucks and Six. Hold on. Let's not act like Jalen Rose is some impartial a bystander, right? He still hates the Suns because they didn't play him. I know. The one year he was on the roster. So, like, sure, personal beef. Have fun, Jalen. I don't give a crap because you know what makes Bucks and Six sound stupid? Coming home and winning on Saturday and then going back to Milwaukee and kicking them in the teeth. Then Bucks and Six sounds as dumb as Suns and Four, right? That's what you have to do. They're like... It's a cheesy marketing slogan, but we must protect this house. And that's what Saturday comes down to win at home, do what you've done all year. Saul, to your point, if I had told us we'd be tied at two, two before game one of the series after four, we would have said, okay, that's good. We're in it and we're coming home, right? Like it's all perspective with it. This game sucked. They should be up three, one. There is no doubt about that. But if you look at this to the points that have been made, these are correctable mistakes coming home to get things done. And if we know anything about Monty Williams, he's going to break the crap out of this film. He's going to break it down, probably already is starting on the plane, and we'll be looking at it and pounding it into these guys over the next two days that this is the crap you can't do. You can't stop whatever the refs are doing. You can't let that get in your head. And I think one of the things that they need to do is if they're going to get fouls called against them, make the Bucks pay when you're fouling them. Mm -hmm. Make them hard fouls. Make it clear that you're the aggressor and, and, and take some of that back. So and I have another question because everybody shot down my forwards bringing up the ball every now and then. Just to kind of, <laughs> so, I, I thought about that tonight, dude. I actually, when Cam Johnson did it a few times, yeah, I'm he like, did it a few like times. I'm like, I'm like that. He has good handles. He has I'm good saying, handles. Do it all the I time. trust that dude. Cam Johnson could walk, could walk the ball up, lay on center court, hugging the ball. You'd love it, Lizzie. Oh, of course. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. I think everybody needs to donate money in the super chat so we can get Matthew a Cam Johnson jersey because he absolutely loves this kid. Uh, but here's another thing that Matthew and I were talking about on our pre-jam, which we recorded on Spotify Green Room last night. Hey, now. what about Javon Carter? What about? I him? feel like I always am the guy who is pounding the pavement to bring in Javon for a few minutes. If you want to add a little bit of defensive intensity, maybe you know he's got six fouls on him too. Maybe he can go at, at uh, Drew Holiday a little bit. And I understand switches and things of that nature, but I think that you know why not give him a shot? He, we wow. don't need him to, to. You have him on the court with CP3 or Booker, so he's not ball dominant. He can hoist up three pointers and he can play some defense. I mean, shit, they were giving Abdul Nader minutes against the Clippers. Why not that? Drew Holiday would beat that dude senseless down low. Uh, he's already taken advantage of Chris Paul, and Chris Paul physically is stronger than Javon Carter. 
So there's, have- there's one move back down, back down, spin right. Oh, yeah. spin left. oh I, I know. I know. Like they, like they, it, they've got to watch that film and just set them up for the charge. But, but you bring in Javon Carter for who? Who are you taking out? You're not taking out campaign. Probably some of those CP3 minutes. Probably some of those CP3 minutes when he needs a little bit more rest. He's if, turned them over three. But, point? but but if CP3, yes. oh, yeah, is the next Devin segment can run, Devin can run play? Are we going back to 2019 right now? What's going yeah. on? So I was wondering. We want, we want point book think, and Javon you, Carter in at the same time. Is that what's going on? Do you on? think Elia Kobo is currently available? <laughs> yes. Yes, I believe so, he's somebody, are, somebody already brought it, brought up Rashawn Holmes in the chat, so we might as well just take it all the way back yeah. to 19 wins, baby. It, it, the next is the next segment. How Jalen Smith could be the savior of the NBA no, Finals. No, the, the next segment is how the 2019 Suns were better than this year's Suns. <laughs> we've hit full panic mode Jesus. here. Because they beat the Bucks so. that year. Yeah, I get and it. Twice. Yeah, bring, as Fabio <laughs> says in the chat, let's bring back Point Bender. Hey, oh, that was a that. dream. All right. Oh, man. That was we, so Bender oh, Island is alive and kicking. All right. Yeah. Yeah, remember that one that spin move so he bad. had? He had that the was, one spin move, turn around and spin move. It was amazing that one time. That, that summer league play. God, hey, that was good. John, I'm where's, actually. Where, where's I'm, Josh Jackson when you need him, huh? I know. It's, I don't know, man. Hot boxing a child. Yeah, I was just going to say. He's on Chiba He's on. He's on Chiba Island. What the hell? What is going on there? Chiba Island. Uh, we're, we're, I was actually, I kind of agree with you, John. A little bit, maybe. In there, please? Done. Yeah, that's Thank ridiculous. Anyways, that's on your. Javon Carter. Just Javon really Javon Carter. So, I, I think it's a good idea, but right now when you're in the finals, and I actually sent out the tweet, hey, bring this guy in, see what he can do. But when you're in the finals this far right now to mess with rotations and stuff, it would kind of mess it up, right? I mean, I think that's what Monty's thinking. I think he's just st- sticking to his guys. The only reason they lost tonight wasn't because Drew Holiday was backing down, backing down all night long. I mean, he did it a few times, and it was really frustrating, but that's not the reason they lost. They lost because of their own mental mistakes. If they were seriously being outplayed in the point guard position, and if it was Cameron Payne that was just giving up too much on the defensive end, then yeah, maybe bring him in, but that wasn't really the case towards the end of the game. So... I want to see Javon Carter because he doesn't hesitate on the corner three like campaign did tonight where he stepped out of bounds, another crucial turnover. He would have just shot that three up, so that would have been nice. But other than that, you, I think he just got to stick with this rotation he has right now. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think, that's the obvious I, reason, right? Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's a creature of habit too. And when you get to the NBA Finals and you've done as much as you have to get here, you just uh, making massive rotational changes right now is is a dangerous thing to to start doing because you can it's a one thing for fans to overreact in these moments it is a completely another thing for the head coach to start overreacting in these moments that's problematic if that comes up okay so i'm sorry so uh... So no Ford running the no. ball up the court and no Javon Carter. Um, I had a couple other suggestions. I'm just going to go ahead and cross those off my notes so they don't see the light of day. Um, Lord, man, just don't bring up anything else. I, okay, well, what about the blocks? Like, we did really well blocking the ball, guys. Nine to three, yay. Yeah, a lot of good that did. I'm just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. Damn, I can't fucking win tonight. I'm, I'm like the Suns. So I guess on that note, I'm just going to go... Boop. Star of the game. This reminder to everybody who is watching along live in the chat. Go ahead and give us a thumbs up. We didn't lose tonight. We won. We came on after a loss in the NBA Finals. Subscribe wherever you're uh, watching this as well. And let us know in the chat who your jam star of the game is. I'll start with you, Matthew. Let's be clear. We've trained for this moment. We've trained for losses after games. I'm telling you, this is the best therapy there is because I was pissed. Didn't want to come on. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit w- with my best friends here, my best son's friends, with all the jamsters and, and flaming ballers in the chat. And this is like therapy. It brings me down. It, it, it resets everything. So I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I think we all agree that Devin Booker's the jam star of the game. Or am uh, I yeah. wrong there too, Espo? I charge I charge uh, $300 an hour uh, for for being your, your best friend there. So uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I thought I, we were like, going to discuss that on air. Is, it, Rude, is there any... Is there any way it's not book like CP three? No, no, nobody for that. All right, yeah, it's book. 
there's nobody else it could be. Yeah, it's only Devin Booker, and that's it. And Coda Kid, we will block anybody we want to if they're gonna come onto this chat and say some outlandish, crazy, awful yes. shit. Absolutely, yes. for sure. Yeah, pe- people are taking it to next level social media type stupid shit. We're getting too fast, famous so. now, yeah. man. We're getting it's, too it, it was. I mean, it's it was a, a Bucks fan, and she was trying to say some stupid stuff in the chat, and that's just uncalled for. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So they, that was not the jam star of the game. <laughs> no. So no. Uh, was Ma- Matthew was for getting that block on, dude. Matthew, yeah. you're the jam star of the game for blocking that that individual. Yeah, just a couple clicks away. Um, so I think it's Devin Booker, and what sucks is like it's it's another fourth quarter where we have to deal with foul issues, taking him out of the game. You know, can we just have a game where somebody's going off and they can just stay in the game with two fouls and just see how it goes, see if they get sixty points, see if they can lead their team to a win, be something historical to watch on replay instead of these refs. Just and there's a few calls on book tonight that did suck, but some of them were his fault. But I'm just saying, like, can we just have that, please? Because it's it's taken away from the game and it sucks to watch. Yeah, part of the game, especially when yep. you get to this part, especially yeah. at this level. I mean, you go back year after year, finals after finals. Think of all the. Finals we've watched since 1993, in which we have had the—I uh, wouldn't say the pleasure, but just you know—we've we, watched as neutral fans for the most part. And there's always bad calls, and that's just the way it goes. So you have to take the good with the bad. And I've, you know, I've said this before, and I'll and I'll say this again, and I'll always say this relative to refereeing, no matter what the sport is. Never put yourself in a situation where the referees are determining the outcome of the game. Period. You're yeah. if you're better than that, you're better than that. And you know what? The the Suns had an opportunity to be better than that tonight. And when you oh. put, turn the ball over 17 times, you're not going to win ball games. And being out-rebounded on the offensive glass by 12. You know, the, that that swings the game right there. Like I said, 24 extra possessions. You can't give any team at any level 24 extra possessions unless, you know, somehow the ASU football team was playing the U of A football team <laughs> in basketball. Then you can give them 95,000 possessions and U of A still ain't going to win. So, um <laughs> There you go. There's your ASU thing for the day. There you go. <laughs> look, look, that first quarter set the tone because I think the Suns shot something like 51% and the Bucks shot 29%. And there really wasn't much of a gap there, right? In terms of that, that's where the Suns should have pulled away. Yes. Is in that situation. But if you if you give up second chance points, you can't pull away. And that's why it gives the Bucks the opportunity there in the fourth. Well, Devin has to sit because of the fouls to take that lead. So if you just handled your business the way you have all year, you're not in that situation. To your point, the refs can't take a game from you at that point because you've done what it takes to win. You've put yourself in the situation to win. They did not do that tonight. But let me – I'll look straight into the camera and talk straight into the mic for this one. For those of you listening to the audio only, the Suns will win on Saturday – then they're going to go to Milwaukee, and they're going to win in game six. And it's going to be Suns and six, and everybody's going to love what what the series was. And we'll forget about how frustrated we are in this moment because Mr. Larry is coming back to Phoenix. Really? Larry Fitzgerald's coming back to the Cardinals? No. I didn't know he made the announcement. Larry O'Brien, <laughs> along with Larry Fitzgerald, would be coming back on that jet. Can you can you Milwaukee. come can you come back somewhere you've never been? Oh, it, it'll be <laughs> I guess technically, technically no. I mean, I'm it was here it's in games first, one and two. First arriving well, yeah, it, okay. it was yeah. in the building. Right. It will yeah. it will it's call semantics. Phoenix home after game six. Is that better go. for you, Tom? There you go. There you we, go. There you go. <laughs> Hey, I just I just want to say this. The Suns are are obviously they're they're one of the best teams in the NBA. They showed it all year. And the reason why is because they did all the small things that win you ball games. And there was too many times in this game. Uh like case in point, Chris Paul going to the hole, he misses his shot, falls on the ground, doesn't get back on defense, and immediately I you can ask my kids. We're sitting there, I'm like, Connaughton's gonna be wide open in the corner for a three. Sure enough. Middleton to Giannis. Giannis skips it to Middleton or to Connaughton in the corner for a three because it's five on four and he hits it to take the lead. And I'm like, those are the small things that the Suns usually take advantage of. It's going back the other way. They're going to clean it up. I have confidence that they will. Um, they they absolutely need to take care of business in game five because to Espo's point, yes, 
it'd be fantastic if they win in game five and then go on the road in Milwaukee and, and take care of business. But the same thing could be the other way around, and you don't want to go down that road. You don't want to go to Milwaukee having to win that game with everything on the line. You just you've, don't want to. You've been down that road two other times in the NBA Finals where game six was your death knell because you were down 3-2 and you just didn't have enough to take care of it. Do not put yourself in that situation. Make it impossible for a Bucks and six to happen. Win Saturday. That is that is all that matters. Everything this season is right now focused on Saturday. Win at all cost, whatever yeah. it takes. Win on Saturday. Yeah, uh, uh, CP3 better be drinking that that secret stuff, like <laughs> by by the gallon over the week. And also, can we put my man in a bubble? So he could just walk like this for like the next two yeah. days and not like bend his wrists at all or anything like that. Like I just I need all the therapy in the world, all the duct tape, whatever we got to do to my man CP3 to get him right. You know, let's bring in Mr. Miyagi, whatever the hell we got to do. Let's get it. It's sacrifice sacrifice Cliff Ball's wrists. And do wrist transplant. I don't care. Bathe in that secret stuff, CP3. There you go. Get in that bathtub and bathe in that secret <laughs> stuff because you need to be better for game five. Well, I think if, that we if all. If his hands are bandaged, if his yeah, sorry, if his hands are bandaged up though, is it you can't really make the choking sign right after he loses? Listen, like, I'm about to kick you off of this show right <laughs> now. <I'm> just, <laughs> Forever. We all know that the Suns are capable of doing it. And I think that that's one thing that I do have confidence in is I still have confidence in this team because I believe that we are the better team, complete team, complete roster. Everybody can contribute. It's frustrating to see the Suns waste another quality Jay Crowder game because we know that, you know, Jay Crowder will go off for three games like he's done and you try to win those games because, you know, that barren wasteland of one for nine is laying out there somewhere. I just hope it doesn't happen for the rest of the season. But at the same time, this team, if, if Jay's not hitting it, Jay's going to give the effort on defense. Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, up and down this roster. This team is is solid. They're deep, and they have the, the correct coaching who's going to provide the correct adjustments. These young men have both Chris Paul, who fucked up tonight, and he's going to own it in front of his team. And he's going to say, this one's on me, guys. Allow me the opportunity to move forward and lead you to the promised land, but I'm going to need you as well. I feel bad for Devin Booker for putting up such a phenomenal performance that nobody will talk about. They're going to talk about how great Chris Middleton was and, you know, Giannis, 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 ESPN, Giannis.com or whatever it is, their, their new site that they're opening up uh, specifically dedicated simply to everything that is Giannis. But you know what? This team is the better team. And as we come home here on Saturday, as you're right, Espo, everything comes down to Saturday. You don't want the Suns have never won three in NBA Finals in their history. Let's go win that third one, huh? Let's get that elusive third one before we get the fourth one. I think we can do it. And uh, Matthew, Chris Paul, he he's mad at you now for saying those choking. Jokes. I'm they're sure not, he doesn't give a shit about me. They're not. They're not funny. They're not. I'm not laughing. Yeah, but at least we have Devin Booker, and that's someone that we can trust in, right? It's crazy how this game was basically like the one before, but he was just making those difficult shots. And I believe in them, and you believe in the rest of the team, but they're just so close. They're like that one piece away, and it was the one piece tonight was Chris Paul. And two games ago, it was Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Now, next game, you know you're going to get the full momentum from all those guys going into this game, and they're just going to take over. I can just – I can feel it right now. You know, I can feel it. He's feeling <laughs> it, man. He's feeling it, man. <laughs> Did you put some extra sauce in your drink or something like that? What's going on? He, he's got Chris's yeah. secret stuff. He switched it out. I took a gummy. I took a gummy, so it's hitting right there now. There you go. <laughs> Is there anything else we should be uh, focusing on? Because now we have three more days until the next uh, game. Uh, how are you guys going to survive in the next three days? I really wish it was like two days from now. Yeah, yeah I don't understand this schedule. Our mental health. We all should find ways to feel a little bit more zen over the next three days because game five is going to be rough. Oh, Regardless, man. I mean, we're likely in, if this goes the full seven, for three more really close nail-biter games based off of what we saw tonight. So find some time to uh, self-love, however Listen. you want to usually when i'm not uh when i don't have a you know a team in the fight i'm like oh my gosh i just want more of this series i just yes. want more i want this to go seven nine eleven thirteen whatever right 
uh, now that we're in the seat, I'm like, oh my God, just end this as fast as possible because I can't take it. I felt like I was going to throw up in the fourth quarter. I was just so nervous. Um, and, and I know the players, they, they can sense it. They can feel, you know, the energy and, and, and how much pressure are, are in these moments. And you're seeing the cream rise to the top. I expect Chris Paul to bounce back. I expect Chris Paul to bounce back. Mark my words, Chris Paul will have his best game of the season in game six in Milwaukee. <laughs> the will Milwaukee they game. be down 3-2? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that for you know, in, in preparation for the next game, and because I have so much time, I'm just going to use the lawnmower 4.0 by Manscaped. Make sure you use code SUNSJAM to get free shipping and stuff. And stuff. You can use on your face, too. Hold on. If that's what relaxes you, we need to have a chat, John. (laughs) I'm the most relaxed dude ever, man. I'm just in there for hours. Just slow. Just slow scaping. That's what we call it. Slow scaping. In the tub. Legs propped up. Just 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 got some some bubbles. Got some candles. Rocking the new Nickelback album. He's taking his own search smoke break. He's just uh, having fun in the bathtub with the Manscaped Lawnmower Lawn Lawnmower, Lawnmower 4.0. Use the code Flaming Baller to save 20% and get free shipping. And if you use Sun's Jam, it's, if, if you use Sun's Jam, it's 15%. So And man, he'll I... send you a picture of him in the bathtub. Yes, so. a life-size poster. You put it right above. I'll put it I would hate to walk in on you, John. If that hey. if you really do that, I would hate to walk in. I on always you. lock the door. Please don't. Yeah, I'm like don't lock the door though, you know. John, <laughs> paint me like one of your son's players. <laughs> Anyways, we've uh, gone too long. Yes, we have. And on go, that note, go home and, and love your CP3, all right? <laughs> on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us on the Sun's Jam session and Sun Solar Panel podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and smash that like button while you're here. You can become an elite jam story flaming baller by clicking the join button or following the link in the description. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you for lending us your ears. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, go Suns, baby. You know, we'll see you on Saturday night. Matthew, you and I will probably do another pre-jam for game five. And I think we're going to do it on Twitter Spaces this time. We're going to try that out. We've done Spotify Green Room. We'll try uh, Twitter Spaces as well because we just love yeah. talking. So Whatever much. you want, buddy. I'm there for you. There you go. Anything else? Uh, go home and love your family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>